what's going on what's going on jay sutton i am back with another episode of the destroying doubt podcast here where we inspire and inform new and aspiring entrepreneurs, man. I just want to thank y'all so much for listening. Thank y'all so, so very much for tuning in. I'm excited yet again because we have another fellow podcaster on the show today. I told y'all this month, man, I'm going to be showing love to the podcasters and giving them that platform, man, because it's hard work, man. The grind is real, and there's a lot of passion and creativity that goes in that goes into podcasting so i just wanted to shine that light on other podcasters and you know them building their platform and them building their business behind podcasting so with that said this week on the show i have a a a great a great a great podcaster his name is jose Contreras. he's the host of the decoding millennials podcast and on his podcast he talks about millennials (laughs) pretty self-explanatory but, you know, it goes a little deeper than that. He explains millennials and some of the common myths that they have around them. And he debunks that and, and talks about how great millennials are. You know, he wanted to change the narrative and how we're actually pushing the narrative forward. And I said us because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial myself. Uh, I didn't know it forever, but I know it now. <laughs> so um, he taught me a lot on the show, man, and he talked about his mindset and what made him want to start a podcast and the things he hopes to build from it. And, you know, everything from his book to his upbringing to him hating on my Panthers to him showing love and support for Cardi B. A crazy show. I know. Crazy show. But I had <laughs> I had a great time with Jose, man. He's an amazing guy, man. And I'm sure that you will learn something from the show. So I ain't going to talk y'all to death, man. Here it is. Episode 52 Jose Contreras of the Decoding Millennials podcast. Hope you enjoy. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Look, let me go ahead and get this out the way. Address the elephant in the room. I'm not wearing a Destroying (laughs) Doubt shirt today. I wore something just for my guest. Why did I wear it, you ask? Well, I'm going to tell you. We had a little back and forth on Instagram. Nothing too serious. (laughs) He happens to be a Packers fan, and anybody that knows me, knows I'm a diehard Carolina Panthers fan. And we're not going to talk about anything that happened with the Panthers after this game (laughs) that I'm talking about right now. (laughs) And that game is when we played the Packers. So, uh, Jose, can you tell us what happened in that game, sir? Oh, man. You know, I can't recall. But, you know, what happened was, you know, we had a bad season. Mm. But, you know, all I got to say is that, you know, we have more championships. We have more wins. We have a quarterback. Y'all have a quarterback, too. But Mm -hmm. now, you know, our quarterback is not a big old baby. Oh! (laughs) So, you know. (laughs) You know what? Uh, You got to admit to that. You got to admit to that. I'm not going to offend Panther Nation and, you know what I'm saying, like, co-sign the enemy right now. But after the show, <laughs> I'll just say we might can converse about him being a big baby. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay, okay, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, I ain't going to lie. I was a little scared in the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was back, and he was looking good, like always. So I was a little scared, but we pulled it out. And then after that, I think the NFL season was over. But so, yeah, moving oh, along. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jose, man, like I said, glad to have you on the show today, man. Um, Before we get into the podcast and what you do on your podcast, man, I want to learn a little bit more about yourself. Like, tell us about Jose. What does you do? Tell us your background, man. 
Yeah, so I was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, obviously a Packer fan. Actually, I got yelled at when I was little when I used to cheer for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. During that time, they were like, you know, doing great. Um, but yeah, Packer fan. I graduated from the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee with my bachelor's in criminal justice. And then I went back to school to get my master's degree from, the, from UWM uh, um, again. And uh, I moved from Milwaukee to Chicago in 2016 before I graduated my master's. So that was my whole goal, my whole transition. Mm -hmm. So 2016 was a, it was a big year for a lot of things of moving to Chicago and then graduating with my master's. And then the following year, you know, just uh, publishing my book, actually two books. So and then starting a podcast. So, you know, it was, you know, this past couple of years, I should say 2012 has been a big big old change for me of who I am as a person and uh and I had a big aha moment so overall my life has been you know learning you know of from my failures and and learning from my mistakes and not letting it define me because I'm the youngest of four children and being the youngest man like for I I had it easy for for quite some time mm -hmm. you know but as I got became an adult I realized my family can't be there at all times and um so being the youngest of four, because my siblings are what, 14, 10, and nine years older than me, they call me the oops baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. But you know, over, overall, I, you know, everything that I do is from my family. Being the youngest of four, um, I owe my, sex, my success to them. I want to make sure that I'm successful for them, especially my mom, you know, coming to the stage at age 19 and you know, being an entrepreneur, having her own business, I have no reason why I can't succeed. You know, she always told me you have no excuse. You're educated, you're, you're bilingual, you know, you have that grit, you know, you have no excuse. And, you know, my life right now is making sure I leave a legacy behind. Man, that that's that's super dope, man. And I'm going to tell you, I'm extremely jealous. I'm always jealous of people that are bilingual, man. Mm. And it's my own laziness why I haven't picked up a second language. But I still hate on people that have. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't think you realize how cool you are, man. Like... <laughs> You know, it's, it's tough sometimes, though. Like sometimes you're trying to figure out some words like, man, how do I translate that? I'm like, man, I can't do that. And Google doesn't help a lot, you know. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's cool. Sometimes it's like, oh, how do I do? Because your brain freezes up sometimes. Mm -hmm. So so that is true about the brain freezing or whatever? Yeah, because sometimes, like, you try to, like, translate a word. Like, can you add an O to that? Or is there an accent in that? There's, or what other words can you find that would translate it? It's difficult sometimes. If you're not fully fluent or if you're Spanglish, you know, it's it's hard. Even if you're fluent, sometimes it's hard too. Hmm. Okay. Learn something new there. I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, what type of business did your, did your mom, what, what type of business was she involved in? Yeah. So she had a uh, restaurant for 20 years. Uh, that was her goal. That was her dream. And she was like, you know what? I want it. She made it happen. And we had, she had a great time with it and she learned a lot and she learned everything on her own. And she doesn't have a high school diploma or bachelor's or whatever, or business degree. She, she know what she wanted and she opened the business. And from there on, she learned what she had to do. That is amazing. So yeah. you mean to tell me without a formal education, and one of the, uh, from what I've heard, the restaurant business is like one of the toughest Hard. ones. Like it Crazy. doesn't last. And you you're know, married to it. Yeah, yeah. And she was able to sustain that for 20 years. 
like years. What? All right. What, what was she serving up in there? Like, <laughs> what kind of restaurant was this, man? So we had we had Mexican food. We also had seafood, and it's just that customer service. You know, a lot of people. What I realized about my mom, she knows how to you know communicate, and she always made like a lot of a lot of customers will look up to her. And she also talks to them, give them advice, and just be be very personal with them, and make sure that they're taken care of at all times, no matter what. So she has that Chick Fil A type customer service. There we go. That's what it is. And you yep. know what? I don't want, and I want the new and aspiring entrepreneurs to to really pick this up because you know me being a new entrepreneur myself, it's mm-hmm. one thing that I've learned, and I want others to learn this as well. When you go to Chick Fil A, you feel like royalty. Yeah. Do, do you not? Oh yeah, most like. Bad. It, I'm probably sure there, there's some people that may not feel that Chick-fil-A is like the best restaurant in the world, but they like, oh, you know what? I'm going to suck it up and go there today because I know I'm going to be treated well. Where I yep. go over here to McDonald's and, you know what I'm saying, I might get cussed out because I didn't, because I asked for no onions on my burger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah. So, I, and you know, one part of being an entrepreneur, you, you should study your competition and what they're doing. Why don't more people implement that into their, like, why do you still go into other fast food restaurants or whatever and they just like um I, they could care less if you're there pretty much like yeah yeah what, I, I think that's the people are just used to what they're used to and don't realize like the other greatness that's out there you know mm. you know it's like people just people when you see the golden uh, arches like people i know people know that's mcdonald's they'll go to that you know because that's what they're used to and sometimes people are just like afraid to try something new because you know they're just afraid of the unknown whatever like some people don't go to chick-fil-a for a lot of reasons but like you said that customer service is amazing even if you go to starbucks starbucks is not people think they're known for uh for coffee no they're known for their customer service and how they treat you there why Mm -hmm. would they write your name they make it personal they're not going for the coffee they're going for that customer service you know and some people don't realize that and and just uh afraid to even you know just try out something new because and they and they, and they they miss out on experience and great food or great coffee. Yeah, yeah, that that's true, man. I'm glad that your mom uh, picked up on that and was able to implement that. Was uh mm-hmm. was her restaurant in Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee, South Side of Milwaukee. Yep. Okay, so tell tell me and tell us the listeners about Milwaukee because from the south we don't really know. Like Milwaukee isn't <laughs> all over the t- the only experience no. I have with Milwaukee is Belly. I don't. Do you remember the movie Belly with DMX yeah, and yeah, Nas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the dude with the slick hair. Do they really wear their hair like that in Milwaukee? <laughs> well, see, when Milwaukee, you know, when when people hear, you know, Wisconsin, people think that we have cows all over or there's farms all over. It's not like that. It's certain areas up north or whatever. But in Milwaukee, it's just, um, you know, I grew up in the south side of Milwaukee. It's majority uh, Latinos there. Mm-hmm. And I went to, you know, a private school there, also high school. And it's just, uh, for me, it's just, I, I it was a great community, you know, making sure that, you know, you have your pockets, obviously your, you know, certain pockets of areas where it's not safe, whatever, just like any other city. Mm-hmm. But now like, you know, Milwaukee's in a come up. You have the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, they got their new stadium coming up. That's, that's going to be huge. Um, a lot of people are actually, you know, moving to Milwaukee because it's cheaper. From when I moved from Milwaukee to Chicago, oh Lord, I'm like, damn, it'll be beyond <laughs> crazy expensive in Chicago. Yeah. Like I ain't trying to buy no house in here in Chicago. No, nah, man, I'm trying like I don't want to move back to Milwaukee. I've been there for, you know, 30 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, Milwaukee is is gonna come up big time, tremendously, especially in business. Uh, a lot of big buildings are being are being built. Uh, Northwestern Mutual uh, just built, I think, two of them. 
and there's a lot of things that uh and especially like Summerfest. I don't know if you heard about Summerfest. No. Uh, we're known for having the music festival, and that's huge in the summer. It's wow. a, it goes on for a month. Wow. With, well, with Milwaukee trending up, I guess it doesn't hurt to have uh, Giannis uh, there right now. The way he's playing, he's yeah. balling out of control, oh. man. Oh, most definitely. He has man, to Milwaukee. stimulate the comedy all, all, all oh. on his own. <laughs> that's, gonna be, that's what I'm saying. Like that, having that stadium is huge, and it's it looks beautiful. It's nice. I can't wait to go up there and, and for our game. And uh, having a, having a sports team is huge. Uh, in the city, yeah. big time. Yeah, wow, man, that that's dope, man. Well, um, on my destinations to live, Milwaukee definitely wasn't on the list, but you opened <laughs> my eyes a little bit, man. That that's that's cool, man. It's cheap too, so yeah, wow, cool, man. So let's get into. I don't want to not yeah. I don't want to get quite into <clears throat> um everything that you do on the podcast yeah. and what your podcast represents. I want to know what made you start a podcast, like. Yeah. What, what made you yeah. get into that room? So after I published my first book, The Numbers Do Lie, I'm like, I want to keep this momentum going, you know? And I was like, what's something that I, you know, I always ask myself, what problem do I want to solve? And then I was like, you know what? I'm so tired of people just like society and social media, whatever, talking bad about millennials. Millennials are lazy. Millennials are entitled. Millennials are this, this, and that. And, and it's, at one point I'm like, shut up <laughs> like like shut up that's all you talk about like and i see a lot of internet warriors talking like i see on facebook like all oh, those those millennials or those you know that's why millennials are so dumb i'm like dude shut up like i got so tired of that i was like you know what let me change that image i'm gonna interview people who are millennial leaders or you know who are who are doing great things in the community and I'm gonna put them on the show and we can talk about that. But also I understand that there are some millennials out there who need that little push, mm -hmm. you know, to get the information regarding their careers or personal life or professional life. And I bring, you know, bring in guests who can, you know, talk about their expertise because, you know, there are some people out there who need that little information regarding how to reduce their student loans or how to open a business, how to, you know, uh, other connections because I've over this time, what eight months now, I've met a lot of great people who are millennials who have great information, and I've been sharing to the community. I was like, and also just changing that image that you know, not all millennials, all, not all millennials are, are lazy. You know, we are hardworking. We are like, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs uh, who are millennials who are really grinding it out and trying to make a difference because we we don't want to work at a corner office you know, and China, like, uh, and just be there for 20 years. Hell no, man. We want, for me, I hate being in the box. Don't put me in the box. Absolutely. I hate that. And it's like, we want to create, we want to, we want to hustle in a different way, especially with, so, with, with the internet, with social media, we can do anything with, uh, just with our phone. So we, we want to, we want to create a movement. We want to make sure we're making an impact and not working for someone else's dream. And, and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people who I know that. There's people who want to have a side hustle or just get, uh, just hear a story to uplift them in some any kind of way. And I'm going to create that podcast. And that's how it all started. I love it. I love You just got me fired up right now. Man. <laughs> I love it. And see, you displayed, and, and I want to relate it back to entrepreneurship because you just yeah. displayed one of, the, one of the biggest entrepreneurial traits. And yeah. that's creativity. Like people, yeah. I think when a lot of people think about entrepreneurship, they think of, you know, just 
sitting around on a yacht all day blowing money with the oh, women and the yeah. fast cars and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But it's really about creativity and the ability to change things, change the world. And you saw mm-hmm. a problem yep. on TV and throughout the media of people dissing millennials and you didn't sit back and cry and say oh man i wish they stopped talking about millennials you said yo i'm gonna do something about it i'm gonna change and that's the whole entrepreneurial thing man yep yeah absolutely you're filling the gap you know and it's like i just got tired of the you know just the whole negativity i was like man i gotta change this man like there's some generation generation x baby boomers what all they do is come home watch tv and complain about life I was like, that's your own damn fault, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's, there's millennials out there who work their nine to five, come home, grind, grind, grind until like one o'clock in the morning, working on their dream, mm-hmm. you know? Or, you know, there's some people who, who still go to the club and they're like 40 years old or 50 years old. I'm like, damn, you still going to the club? They still, they still <laughs> let you in? Yeah. Like, damn. And we're not like that. You know, not all millennials are, are, are trying to go to the club. You know, and it's like, so yeah, for me, I just had to change that. I was like, no, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hustlers out there. There's a lot of millennials who want to make a difference, who want to make a change and do something. I was like, you know what? Let me showcase them. Let me share these stories and make something happen. I love it. I love it. So speaking of, you know what I'm saying, your podcast. So you started your podcast and, you know, you're catering to millennials and you're being a voice for millennials and you're giving them that platform. With your podcast, like what influences did you have? What podcast did you listen to before uh, you started yours? And what do you pull from, I guess, little bits and pieces and put into your own show? No, that's, that's a good question. I think one of my inspirations was uh, Lewis Howes. Is that his last name? Howes? Or mm-hmm. am I pronouncing it right? Him. Like, you know, what he did. Like, he blew up his, uh, his podcast by using LinkedIn and all that. And also listen to the Eric Thomas podcast as well. Or the College Dropout podcast. And just... But for me is that I want to look at these other podcasters and I don't want to be them. I want to be me. I don't want to be like uh, Eric Thomas. I don't want to be a Lewis Howes. I don't want to be this person. I try to pick out something that I like from them. Mm-hmm. And then what, uh, what I didn't like or what I can just bring it to myself and, and, and create my own platform and create me because there's only one me. That's it. There's only one you. That's right. And that's why that was my inspiration. Like, I don't want to be a copycat. I don't want to be like, thank God it's Monday. Or I don't want to be like, <laughs> oh, start screaming and motivating and motivation and motivating people. Like everybody and their mama trying to be a damn motivational speaker. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, I want to have a chill conversation. Let's chop it up. Let's talk and let's share these, let's share these stories. And uh, either can be an emotional story, it can be a funny story, it can be an inspiring story, whatever. Let's just let, let me just share. Let's let's have this conversation and share it to the community and build something. I, and I got you. You said something about the thank God it's Monday and the whole yeah. ET thing. I want to ask you a question real quick because mm-hmm. I spoke on this show about sometimes in the past. I've gotten over it now, but I would get discouraged because I would get on social media and it's like every day you have a million different ETs, yeah, posting ET like content. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? There's, they seem to be getting the instant gratification, the instant clicks and all the engagement or whatever. And they're doing this every day or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I understand yeah. that they're getting the likes and the comments and the shares or whatever, but I want to do it my way. I don't want to be yeah. another ET. Like, why do we have yeah. 2 million ETs in the world? Yeah. And it will discourage me because I'm like, I'm being myself, but myself doesn't seem to be catching traction. But I realize just give it time and trust the process. That's um, true. But did you did you go through that as well? Yeah, man. Even with the podcast, like, and you, I'm pretty sure if you noticed this too, like 
when you're first starting off, you try to like, there's a pro there's a transition, there's a process and you see what's working, what's not like after what seven, eight months of podcasting, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. That's not me. And, you know, I, I had to find my own identity in this world, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm pretty sure you've done that too. What equipment should you use? Which uh, software, which platform, whatever is, is works best for you that, that's, that shows your, your personality. Now for me, like I'm also using zoom. I want to see the person talking over someone on Skype or the phone. Ah, it, it works, but it's not me. I want to have that face to face. I want to see your expression. I want to um, really build that relationship with you and not just interview just because I need your information. No, I really want to get to know you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that, man. So I guess, man, I guess let's go ahead and get into what you talk about on the podcast now. Yeah. And that is about millennials and decoding millennials. So my question is, <laughs> this is the most important question of this show, I guess. Because I've been uh, pretty cloudy on this one myself. There seems to be a million different definitions out there. Yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. explain to us and break down to us what is a millennial? All right. So like, like you mentioned, there's many definitions of a millennial and nothing is concrete. And there's a lot of research on that. But in general, it's someone born from 1982 to the early 2000s. And that's a millennial. And some people say, well, someone born after 95 is a Generation Z. So pretty much the, the young ones who are, who are born now, uh, like 15 or you know, 18, 19, they're Generation Z. But so, so pretty much overall, there's no concrete definition. So someone born from 1982 to the early 2000s. So that's what a millennial is. And, and who came up with that? Because I never really started hearing about this till like a couple of years ago. So where did it come from? Like, has it always think, been there and I just wasn't paying attention? Or? Well, I think, you know, obviously there's baby boomers, the Generation X, there's uh, the silent generation. So I think from, from like, was it 1900s? That's when it all, I believe it all started. Each, each, um, each generation has their own name. Oh, wow. So I'm dumb. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, got that out of the way. Um, so... What are the the main characteristics of a millennial of a millennial um, that they're known for? I guess. Well, the negative part is that they were lazy and that we're job hoppers. That we can't stay to one uh, stick to one job no more than a year. Or I two definitely years. fit that one. But go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, that we there's a lot of millennials out there who um, who have a lot of college debt. You know, uh, debt is a huge thing because, you know, hey, looking for the baby boomers, a lot of them, their tuition back then was beyond crazy cheap compared to how it is for us. Uh, some, like, for example, my, uh, from the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, um, my semester, for a semester, like, it was like $6,000. Back in the day, it was like way cheaper than like a, in the hundreds, like, mm -hmm. 300 whatever for the whole semester so that's one of the things um also that some of them are is um some of them are stay home until a certain age you know that's another because they're you know they, they can't move out because of debt mm. or they can't build a career because of debt or whatever stuff like that that's, that's some of the few things that that uh that people talk about millennials. What what are the positives as it pertains Positive, to Positive, to be honest, man, is, is the, the creativity, the entrepreneurship, and the technology, how we're able to take something from nothing just by our phones. Yeah. That's 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 huge. 
And that and also to the positive is that we are, we want to make an impact in the community. We're not just gonna, like I said before, we're not gonna try to build someone else's uh, vision or, or, or their, their goal. Like we're, we're very outspoken. If we don't like something, we're going to say something. Yeah. Like I ain't trying to be walk around like, you know, or some, a lot of them just don't want to work at a cubicle. They, they actually want to make sure that they're working for someone or they're, they're building something that's going to make uh, an impact in the community. Let me guess. You want to start a podcast, but you don't know where to begin. You don't know about mics and mixers or web hosting, or SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. All that stuff is like speaking in a foreign language to you. I know. I understand. It was like that to me when I first started. But I've been doing this for over a year now, and podcasting has opened up many, many doors for me, and I know it can do the same for you. But you just need to start, and that's why I'm here to help you. So if you want to get started and you need help on your podcasting adventure and getting it off the ground, just email me at destroyingdoubt at gmail.com. And I'll hook you up with everything you need to know to get your podcast up and on its way so that you can reap all the benefits of podcasting as well. Again, email me at destroyingdoubt at gmail.com and we'll get you a consultation so you can start your very own podcast today. That's right. Today. Now back to the show. Let me tell you, like, I want to go back to when you said the job hopper thing. I actually... And I talk about it on this podcast. I view my job hopping that I did before I figured out, okay, light bulb went off. This is what I want. But yeah. I view that as important. Like, it made yeah. me who I am. Like, I learned. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I, I feel like maybe the generation before it, like you were talking about, they when they start the job, I'm just going to stay there forever. That's it. I'm going to move up. And you know what I'm saying? That's no offense to, to anyone that has that mindset. But I was like. Like you said, this cubicle is getting tighter and tighter. I'm going to, like, blow my brains out. I'm not literally people, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's getting tighter and tighter. I got to yeah. do something else. Then I get over there. I get that experience. But I feel like it made me a more well-rounded person yeah. um, going through all those different experiences. And it helped me being an entrepreneur. I've worked. I've had every job there is to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And also to add to that, like, also what we don't like is that some of these companies – are still working with a software or they're still working with an idea that had that worked in the 1980s. And I was like, no, we can't do that. We're in 2017, I mean, 2018. And we're trying to use a software, trying to use a plan or an idea that worked back in the eighties. It doesn't work like that. And that's another frustrating part too, because you know, generation uh, X or generation or baby boomers, sometimes they're so fixed minded that they don't want to hear our ideas. And we're like, you know what? We'll just build our own business. We become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think everything came to um, a head with me when I joined the military. Mm. Um, Because, you know, it has everything that a normal job has that I guess a millennial entrepreneurial minded person would hate, but it's like maximized time a thousand. (laughs) So literally... Uh, with with my job in the military and a lot of jobs in the military, you have to, as you do your job, you have to read in a book word yeah. for word as you do your job. Like there's no deviating. It's precise. It's no room for creativity whatsoever. And I'm like, yo, this, I, this is, this ain't it. It's, that's scary, man. <laughs> it's scary. I, I hate that. I hate that. If I don't have room, like I know people who work for the government and they're okay with this strict like rules I'll be like, hell no, I'm dipping out. I can't be doing that. I can't like, and I just had these conversations with, you know, with these people. And I'm like, 
y'all like that? But they're okay with it because they know it's secure. They know they're good in the next 20 years. Like, you know what? I'm okay to take risks. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that because I'm not going to, in my last seconds on earth, I'm not, I don't want to be like, man, I wish I would have done that. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I would have followed through with that idea. Or I wish I would have left that job so I can pursue something else. No, there's so much out there, as you know, that that we can create and and do something for ourselves. Like like I said before, I don't want to leave a legacy behind. I'm not going to be, you know, what everything that I'm doing now, so my kids and their kids, you know, can um be like, hey, if Grandpa did this, if Dad did this, we can do it better. That's what my mom did. She came to the states for, for a better for a better a, a better future for herself and and our family. Now it's my time my time to take that torch and, and and you know what, you did your job. Now it's my time to do it because I graduated with the uh, uh, because I graduated high school. She has a high school diploma because I graduated with my bachelor's. She has a bachelor's because I have a I graduated with my master's. She has a master's because I um, I'm an author. She's an author. Like that's what it is, you know. And it's like. I, I had to build something, man. And then I, that's, that's the only way I'll be happy. I, I love it, man. I love it. And, and you speak of the generational thing. I know for me, um, I think one of the biggest things that changed my life and changed my viewpoint on everything was when I had my, my child. Uh, mm-hmm. I had my son. And I remember working in that hot warehouse and I hated it. And had I not had my child, I probably would have told myself all the lies that we tell ourselves. Well, you know, you have good insurance. It's secure. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. If you stay here for 20 yeah. years, you move up, all this kind of stuff. But my son, when I saw his face, it told me, I don't want him to do this. So I need to put myself in a position where my son does not have to work in his hot warehouse. Exactly. And also, I want to show him. I want to literally, at him growing up, see me doing something outside of the box so he exactly. can see that it's possible. Like you said about being yeah. an author, about getting your master's. You're actually showing the next generation that it's possible. And it's I love possible. it. It's possible. Yeah. And also, too, is that, you know, I want them to see that you don't have to have, you know, this cookie cutter life. Like, there's so much out there. Like, I'm glad that my mom is an entrepreneur. Like, growing up, man, I, I never understood it. But when I, what, what 28, I was like, my, I get it. I understand why you hustled because sometimes I wouldn't see her because she's always working or she's always at the restaurant. And I'm like, ma, I, I understand now. And I want that for my kids too, to understand that there's different options. And like, and also I like, you know, you, you mentioned your, 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 your kid is that everything that I'm doing now is so I can have a blueprint for my child. Like that day that I hold her, cause I want my first child to be a girl that, <laughs> that day that I hold her, man, it's going to be like, I busted my butt for you. And she's just a thought. I don't have any kids right now. And she's just a vision, a dream. And that day that I hold her is like, I busted my butt for you. And I even talk to her about, you know, when I do speeches, I talk about my daughter, you know, like that, this is what I'm doing it for. This is who I'm working my, you know, working every single day, you know, and it's just for her. So she can have something and, and show her like, Hey, I, I wasn't a pro at this, but I've learned, I, I made mistakes and, and I'm also to able to produce something with it after all that. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, I'm, I, I just want to warn you about that daughter thing too, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, man. I know. <laughs> man, well, it's not really a warning. I, I, I have a little boy. I uh, had a son first. Angel. Yeah. Complete angel. Had the little girl, still angel. She hasn't wrapped around her finger, but I'm just going to say it's different. I'm just going to say it's different. You know how you talk about not liking rules and wanting to do your own thing? 
She's the epitome of that. <laughs> Let's oh, just say that. Man. And she's only what twenty months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, wow. Little girls yeah, are man. different, man. They're, they're different. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, uh, explain to me, like, who are some really famous millennials that people can look to, like, and say, okay, this person did it. They can provide somewhat of a blueprint. Um, so that someone can aspire to achieve their level of success. Yeah, I think someone I can say right on top of my head is, uh, and people know who this person is, uh, Cardi B. Okay, so I, hold, up, hold up, hold <laughs> up, hold up, hold up. I'm, I'm, and it's as inspiration in different ways. So let me pick it out a little bit. Let, you know, obviously not a lot of things, you know. Okay. But you know, first, you know, I. At first, it took, trust me, man, it took a while to, she grew on me a little bit, you know, after hearing her music on the radio and all that. But, um, but not, it's just that a lot of these artists in general is that, that where they came from, even whatever their past is, they're able to, to face that adversity and just keep on pushing to, for, for what they want. You know, people, some, some of these artists, artists were strippers. You know, and now they changed their life, and now they're you know big time. They're rapper, they're a hip hop artist, and whatnot. And that's what I admire. You know, even I, because uh, Cardi B's about my age too, I think. And um, I just admire what she's done. You know, she was in horrible situations, mm -hmm. and it's like you know, like wow, I I applaud that that she made it happen. You know, um, I can respect that game. You know, and then and then, you know, I'm not saying to everybody to follow her steps, but. You know, that's someone from the rap game, you know, from the hip hop world that I, I kind of see her, her hustle. I'm like, damn, that's, that's, that's what's up. Even through all that, she made it happen. And look at what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I could definitely see that. And I always respect that. Like, you got to respect the hustle. If you, oh, yeah. If you're, you know, a grinder, entrepreneur yourself, you got to respect it. But I yeah. guess when you threw that out there and we, <laughs> we trash Cardi B on this show, but it's all about the bars. Like, I'm, a, yeah. I'm, all, I'm strictly about the bars, man. man. Yep. And yep. she doesn't provide that. And I'm just trying to understand the <laughs> hype. But from what you said, I definitely see that. Yeah, I can yeah, definitely see that. Yeah, and it's so, yeah. And even a lot of these artists, like, even Two Chain is a little bit older. Um, but even him, he, you know, he he went to college and he re redefined who he is and who he was. And look at him now, you know, a lot of things that he is doing. And it's just like, to me, I, I really look up to that. Like, besides the whole music part, but deep down inside, they had that that entrepreneur spirit and that hustle and that grit that even through all that BS, they made it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a lot of these uh, uh, um, uh, celebrities and whatnot, I respect it because I want to ask, how did you do it? What yeah. do I need to do? And I study them. That's what I do. I don't care, obviously, what the, um, what's that, <clears throat> whatever they're known for. I want to get down to the deep root is what did you have to go through to get to that spot? Absolutely. And that's what we try to do on this show, man. You know, we try to provide that story, like yep. I said, to inspire and inform inspiring and uh, new entre entrepreneurs. Um, how do you feel about LeVar Ball? Man, you know what? <sighs> okay, I think with LeVar Bar, um, Ball, I should say, not Bar. Um, it, it's so hard to think about him without thinking about his dad. No, the you dad know? is LeVar Ball. Oh, the Bobo. Okay, yeah, the yeah. The son yeah. is Lonzo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right, Lonzo. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm asking about the dad. Yeah, I'm asking about the, the dad. Yeah, the dad. The dad. You know what? As a father, you know, like, be, he's doing everything that he needs to do for, as a father, though. You know, and I got to respect that. But sometimes he needs to just shut up. Sometimes it's too loud. 
you know, he's talking about, the, you know, um, Luke Walton, you know, not, you know, controlling the team. He has his two cents for every single little thing. But I respect that the love and that the commitment and that relationship he has with his kids. But sometimes you got to stay in your own lane and just, you know, like, damn, you always talking to me. <laughs> like, like. I, you know that that's you know sometimes it can get annoying, but yeah. you know what? I, I I I respect more about his 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 uh the relationship he has with his kid. That's that because because you don't see that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Especially as a minority, you don't see that a lot. Yeah, that that's something to admire. Uh, you know his relationship with his kids, but I I think when I look at Levar Ball, I'm I'm more into the whole entrepreneurial side of yeah. him. Um, as far as like him telling Nike and Under Armour, yeah. whatever, like we're not just going to take a deal like everybody else. Oh, no. Yeah. And I think that's awesome that you want to take a risk and not follow these big old big time companies and just follow their rules. And I think that he's creating something new. Obviously, he's not going to be perfect. I think he's also going to create his own league. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, something like that. I think that's cool that you're doing that because who knows what can happen. Yeah, you know, yeah, he now his kids are are gonna be playing overseas. That's like a bold move. A lot of people say that that's not a good idea, but you know what? He knows his kids. He's gonna make something happen. He's he's uh you know his uh, his kids' journeys are are totally different from other kids who are coming out of college. If he's a he if he had his opportunity, shoot, why not? Yeah, most most definitely, man. Um, I, I want to shift gears just a little bit. I want to ask you, man, as a, you, you are a new entrepreneur, right? Uh, yep. It's safe to say as a yep. new entrepreneur, like what are some of the biggest things that you've learned in, in your time and getting your businesses off the ground? Like what's some of the, the, the biggest things that you've learned? You know, uh, there's so many, but like, uh, two that pop out of my head is just ask questions. If you don't know how to do something, ask someone who, who's done it before. Because this whole process, like even, you know, with the whole podcast and the book, you know, I, that was like, you know, unfamiliar territory. I, I didn't know what to do with all that, but getting coached and, and under, and also asking other, you know, other people who've done it before, it helped me to realize that I can't make it alone. There's no way I can. If I try to do everything by myself, you know, and just research everything on my own and, and think that I'm going to make it, there's, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. And, and and also it's 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 also important to trust the process. Things are not gonna work out the first week, the first month, the the first six months, or even the uh the first three years. But you have to stay committed and believe in your own vision that's gonna work out. And you gotta make those changes. If you don't make those changes and you think that you're you're gonna get different results by doing the same thing over and over again man that's insanity that's 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 you're gonna set up you're gonna be very frustrated so so at, like, now this is important i think somebody is gonna a light bulb is gonna go off in their head with this question here you said you mentioned you know you're doing something for eight months to a year or whatever and you're not seeing the results or whatever but you stick with it mm -hmm. and you know you make changes and you tweak things what gives you the drive to stick with it. Cause you know, we live in a generation where you put a video up and it doesn't go viral. Okay. It wasn't meant for me quit. to be doing it. Yeah. What gives you, and you're talking about months to years of doing it and not, you know what I'm saying? Seeing that huge, that huge chunk of success. Like what gives yeah. you the drive to stick with something? Like what makes you not say, okay, this is insanity. Uh, doing the same thing and not getting like what, yeah. what, what, what gives you the drive? 
I think the drive for me is able to self-assess and that whole process, you know, and also to, 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 to remember why I started, you know? Mm. So those two things self-assess and why did I start? Mm. Because my idea might be great in my head. I might do whatever. I might post that video. I might get one like or zero likes. Okay. The idea is great, but what do I need to change differently? Mm-hmm. Is it your, my problem might not be the problem that's really out there in the community. And that's why I say, ask what's really needed because whatever is good here might not really be good on social media, mm-hmm. you know? So going back to why you started, you know, and also self-assessing like, what do I need to change? you got to self-assess every single day, every single month, every single year. Cause I'm not the person who I was when I first started my podcast, man, things have changed dramatically. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure you can also speak the same thing, you know, about, about your journey. Absolutely. My purpose, fixing that problem that, you know, sharing that information for other millennials in the community, that's still there. In my six to eight months of, of podcasting, I self-assessed tremendously. And now I've grown a lot. And, and I had to keep on doing that so I can keep that fire going every single day. Yeah, there's days that I'm like, the hell am I doing? Yeah, there's days I'm like, should I even do this? Yeah, there's days where I'm like, is it even worth it? But I had to keep on going back to why I started yeah and also who can i bring to the team you know who do i need to branch out to you know who else can i come you know bring in and, and work with to make this popping absolutely absolutely and i love not to toot my own horn <laughs> but i love when i bring people on the show and they reiterate ideas and you know principles that i've stated before because i've spoke so much on this show about self-assessing Mm-hmm. and remembering why you started. Yeah. Uh, you have to self-assess and make adjustment, uh, make adjustments. And I know for me, you talk about, um, you know, making changes to your podcast. One big thing for me was guests. I went through a yeah. long stint without guests because guests can be difficult sometimes. You know this, like you, you got the diva guest, you got the guests that <laughs> ask you to be on, and then once they get on, they don't share the show. Oh yeah. There's so many behind the scenes stuff that people don't know with guests. So That's I true. said, F guests, I'm going to just get yeah. up here and, and do it on my own. But there, there's one thing like you, you can't get wrapped up in your feelings in entrepreneurship. You can't get wrapped up in your feelings. You just make adjustments. So I said, instead of saying F guests, I'm just yeah. going to get better guests. I'm not going to go after the guy there we go. with, with 70,000 followers just because he has 70,000 followers. No, I'm going to get yeah. somebody that's entertaining and engaging and that's yeah. humble and personable that exactly. can bring some value to my show and some entertainment and some fun and some yep. information. So yep. just going after somebody because they have this huge following, I'm not doing that anymore. So no. that's the adjustment that you make. You get out of your feelings, you self-assess, and you make yeah. adjustments. It's about quality too. Just because someone has 10,000 followers does not mean that person is the right fit for, for your show, for your platform. Yep. You know, And there's some people too they're like, oh, hey, can I be a guest? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. But also you got to self-assess them. Like, are they really a good fit? Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's like, uh, I don't know. And it's like, it's also like in this whole process, being true to yourself and being true to your dream, you know, of what you want. And, and also in the process of this whole journey, like, I can, like another way I can ex- explain it is that when I was a little kid and all the way to college, I want to be a cop. You know, I want to protect and serve. When I didn't get in, which I'm glad I didn't, 
I realized that I can protect and serve in different ways. So that vision, protecting and serving is still there. Being a cop is not, it's out the window now. And, what I, and look what I'm doing. I'm serving the community. I'm protecting ideas. I'm protecting the visions. I'm protecting the community in, in a different way. I don't have to have a badge and a uniform to protect and serve. I can do that in different ways. So sometimes you have to change your perspective on what your vision is and, and realize what's the really me, uh, meaning behind it. For sure, man. For sure. Um, I, before we get out of here, man, I want to know. And and I just want to let the listeners know. He said it kind of passively. We were talking, and I'm like, "Yeah, man. Um, so how many books do you have out?" He was like, "Oh, just two. I'm like, <laughs> "Just two? And I'm struggling with this with putting this book out. It's gonna be out this year, but man, I have ripped up every page and started over like a million times. Yeah. It is not easy to write a book. No, no, it's not. And no. sir, you have put out two. So tell us about the journey of of writing a book. Tell us about your book and what it's about and everything behind it. Yeah, so the journey overall, one of my advice is just write. You know, it doesn't matter how many pages, you know, because overall, you know, what's really important is about the message. That one sentence or that one word, that one chapter, you know, and just write what you need to write and write your story because someone out there needs it. You know, what's going to be that drive? Who's going to, who's that one person that needs your message? There's billions of people on this on this on this earth. You're not gonna serve everybody. You're not. Who's gonna be that that person? That who's gonna be that avatar that you're actually speaking to? Mm-hmm. And when I wrote my book, and the first one, I was not a pro at it, but I was like, you know what? I gotta share my story about how the numbers do lie. And people are like, what do you mean by that? Well, when I started my whole, edu- you know, my my education journey was not easy. People say, oh, you have a master's. You're, you're, you're really smart. Hell no. Hell no. Man. Dude, I flunked third grade. Uh, when my ACTs, I scored uh, very low, both of them. The first one was a 15. The second time I took it was a 14. Mm. And when it came to college, I barely got in because of my GPA. And it's like, if I, and then when I graduated college, I, you know, I graduated with a 2.3 GPA. And when I want to go back to school, I couldn't get into the master's program because how bad my GPA was as an undergrad. And I realized that I had to change this to get to a different level. And what I realized that if I would have believed that GPA, uh, the times I failed in my education, I would not be the person I am today. You know, and that's why the, that's why I say the numbers do lie. We cannot believe the numbers. We cannot believe the times that we failed in our journey and let it define our present and our future. We can't. And that's what I was so dude. I was so afraid to go back to school for my master's. Like, man, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I was horrible as an undergrad. I was horrible in high school. But man, when I got to my master's program, I had a I had a, I was I had to be on probation. I had to show them that I was able to pass my classes, uh, pass three classes, and get B or better. And once I learned, and I, and also too, when it came to like in high school and college, man, I kicked it so much. I didn't even care about my damn, I didn't care about grades. Cause <laughs> I thought I was going to be a cop. I'll get my bachelor's, whatever. Boom. That all they need is my, my bachelor's degree. I worked for 25 years. Cool bet, whatever. And obviously that didn't happen. And that's why I didn't put a lot of effort because I thought it was going to be easy. And being the youngest of four, I was like, man, I'll get whatever I want. And life hit me, and, and obviously it didn't work out like that. But when I got to my master's program, that's the first time ever 
I put 120% in my education. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out. I didn't kick it, whatever. And that's what I wrote in the book. It's like you, there's certain principles that I use to really change my, my perspective on education. And when I say education, I do not mean a degree. Mm-hmm. I mean education about picking up something new, you know, learning a new skill, learning about, you know, yourself. Or, that's education is needed. But then also college is not for everybody either, you know? And I talk about that. I talk about, you know, my aha moment. And I talk about how I realized who I was after I got out of an unhealthy relationship. You know, I, had a, I realized I had to love myself first in order to grow. Mm. So stuff like that. And that's, that's my first book and how I explain how the numbers do lie. You know, the, the times who, who you fail does not define your future. And we live in a we, we live in a very numbers heavy generation. Like it's all about the numbers. And for you to put out a book say numbers, you know, numbers lie. Like I think that's that's dope. Yeah, I yeah. want to read. I want to challenge it, and I want to challenge it because, like, man, you know, and, that, and, and that's another thing too. As millennials, we like to challenge things, and I want to challenge that phrase. I was like, that's not true. Like, you know, they're just because you know I've, I'm a horrible student. You know, as you know, in middle school, high school, and college does not mean I won't be a great student. And in, in grad school, I graduated with a 3.8 GPA. And that's the first time in my life I ever received that GPA. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm proud of that. And I really busted my butt. Yeah. And, and, and sticking with the numbers lie theme, I think sometimes as creatives and entrepreneurs, we look at the big picture. So I think, you know, a lot of people, I love talking sports. I'm a sports guy, whatever. Yeah. But people hate kind of talking to me about it sometimes because let's just take Cam Newton, for example. <laughs> And I'm just using yeah. that because I got on the Panther shirt <laughs> right now. And yeah. uh, his completion percentage is is god-awful. Yeah. Um, you can pick apart his numbers and say, like, he shouldn't even be in the NFL. Whatever. You can pick it apart. Yeah. But I, in my mindset, I look at it as he's been in the league for eight years. He's taking care of his family. Yep. Uh, he's going to be able to take care of his family's family. Yep. <laughs> his family's yep. family's family. And you know what I'm saying? And He's doing all of this while we're sitting back talking about him. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So in that situation, the numbers lie. You can say you can sit here and you can be mad at this man or who, whatever other athlete or whatever and say they aren't producing to this level. And I'm like, well, they're producing well enough to sustain a long career in the NFL, which isn't a place that's conducive to having a long career for one. And mm-hmm. they're also able to get people to pay them enormous amounts of money for something that they yeah. love to do. So there's no number for that. They win. That's a win. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And, and, and we're just noise. That's it. Yeah. And, and it's like, and also too, in this whole process, like people get stuck in listening to what other people have to say, like, oh, you are horrible. Oh, you failed on this or comparing this up to others who are successful. You can't do that when, when you're, when you're in your own journey because everybody has their unique uh, blueprint. Yeah, man. It, everybody has their different journey, man. Their different path. Um, so, I yeah, I, I'm going to check that book out, and I encourage the listeners to do the same. Uh, it is, is is it called Numbers Lie or uh, the Numbers Do Lie? The Numbers Do Lie. Okay, the Numbers yep, Do Lie. Yep, yep. And we're going to get in there where they can find it from. And what was the other book? Uh, the other book was called Purpose Pioneers. So, uh, six authors, including myself, we talk about how we overcame adversity and how we bounced back. And we talk about, you know, I talk about my academic journey. And there's uh, other authors talk about their rare condition that they were living with, uh, being fatherless, and also about, you know, facing doubt and how they overcame that. And there's people out there, you know, who are just stuck and play the victim 
and say, oh, I can't, you know, I can't be successful uh, because of this situation. And this book shows that, you know what? These are the principles that we use. This is what, what happened to us. And this is how we face adversity and, and pretty much bounce back. And we share like our story, like, and it's just amazing how we all went through something and we're still like, you know, we're, we're making it happen. We're being also a, like you're pioneers for others. Like, Hey, it's possible. It's, it's doable to overcome whatever you're going through. I love it, man. Uh, and there's, there's so much power in sharing your story, man. I wish people could understand that concept of your story may be weird it may be a yeah. story that's not shared out there a lot, but there's a reason for it. That, like somebody is going through what you're going through. Just share the yep. story. Just share exactly. it. Exactly. Absolutely. And you yep. said you got together with, was it five different authors or? Five different authors. Uh -huh. Yeah. And we all, we all got together and we made it happen. And it's just an, been an amazing journey. Well, we're, uh, we're Amazon bestselling authors. And that's also a great feeling to have, you know, under, under our belt. And, and that's just one thing, you know, but sharing the story is the most amazing story amazing process because we're all men you know and we're and we're sharing what we went through and being just uh transparent and that's being awesome like you said everybody has their own story but the principles that we share use it and apply it to your life cool man that is amazing what was the name of that book again uh purpose pioneers purpose pioneers love it love it love it so before we get out of here man like the decoding millennials podcast like what what do you have coming up for 2018 like people that listen to the show they're like okay i want to check it out man like what's coming for 2018 yeah so 2018 we have right now uh episode 30 where we have a real estate agent uh who's a millennial from atlanta georgia how she helps millennials connect to their dream home also i have another uh, guest who talks about you know annoying your money how to control your debt how to really uh, making sure that you um, are not dying or, or putting yourself in a bigger hole when it comes to your money. Also, uh, another guest who talks about how to grow your business, how to build your business. Are you really meant to be an entrepreneur? Mm. You know, and also about uh, how to lower your your credit. I mean, how to get a better uh, credit score. You know, talk about that. So, so some of some of the few things that we talk about. And also uh, the guests, um, I have guests from the book, Purpose Pioneers, sharing their story and going more in depth about what they went through. The the debt person that you spoke about, is there any way they can do a special one-on-one -on -one show with my wife? And, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, man, he's dope. And I, I'm actually, he's East Coast too. So, uh, so most definitely, man, I'll, I'll definitely give you that information. Uh, yeah, because uh, that could be used in the Sutton household. I'm just playing, honey. Don't kill me. Um, <laughs> Jose, man, wonderful show, man. Wonderful show. You've enlightened me. You've inspired me. You've informed me and yeah. I love it, man. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, let the listeners know where they can find you, man, where they can, uh, yeah. look you up. The best way is on Instagram is DM, M as in mouse, underscore podcast. And right there, I have all the listings where you can listen to my podcast and also the links to buy, purchase the book. And on Facebook, Decoding Millennials. Uh, so yeah, again, on Instagram, DM underscore podcast. And it has all the information that you need there for the uh, podcast and also the book purchases. Cool, cool, cool. And look, if you're listening out there and you hit him up on social media, why don't you leave him a hashtag keep pounding on all his pictures <laughs> so he oh, knows man. that you came from the Destroying Dot podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> it's only right. It's only right. That is awesome. All right. <laughs> I, 
Hey, oh, one last thing, man. This year, I don't know yet, but for right now, I think I'm straying away from the motivational song of the week. That's something that I did on my show, and okay. I'm one. And I'm uh, I'm exposing this to my audience right now. I'm trying to get on Spotify. You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm trying to get yeah. on Spotify, and you can't get on. You have to have uh, what it, it has to be uh, safe or iTunes safe or something like that. You can't be playing other people's music pretty much if you want to get on true. Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Can you tell us a motivational song so we can go listen on our, our, our on our own time instead of you know playing <laughs> play it on the show? Something that really gets you going? Uh, see, I think you know what right now the one song that pops in my head it's I don't know if it's motivational, but the beat is dope. Uh, it's from Big Sean. I think it's uh oh man, I forgot the name of it. Oh man, I can't even pop in my head. Um, uh, man, it, it, it's, I, it's, it's forgetfulness. Um, millennial trait. <laughs> <laughs> man i forgot the title of the song man but you know i i like big sean he, he has you know his he has two great songs they are very motivational um that get me going and it's um actually one of them was a slow song too i think you know of it too oh, uh I, I know uh, i had a guest on the show and the song they they had a motivational song the week and it was Big Sean. Uh, one man can change the world. There we so, go. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that's a good that's one. that's a dope one, man. Yeah. And that's that's like, and it's true. It's uh, that's one of my one of my favorite songs from him. Cool, cool, man. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and let Jose get out of here, man. Thanks again for joining the show. If you're listening, man, I'm gonna pick it up because I've been motivated to do so. Um, his book, The Numbers Do Lie, mm-hmm. and Purpose Pioneers. Correct. Purpose Pioneers, that's right. And you can check out his podcast and it's on iTunes. It's on Spot yeah, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. So just search Decoding Millennials and uh just uh look for it on Spotify, Stitcher, or uh, Apple Podcasts, or just go to uh DM underscore podcast on Instagram and it has all the information, all the links uh in my in the profile that will direct you to whichever you want to listen to. Absolutely, man. We're gonna do that, man. Thanks again. Destroying Doubt Podcast, Jay Sutton, we out. Thanks for listening.